and uh, we're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling okay, let's get going with it, shall we? it. Hi, everyone, wherever you are, whether you are on an evening walk, whether you're sat on the bike, whether you're in the car, fuck knows wherever you are. Hope you're doing all right. Um, I'm joined today by one of my good friends, Sam. Honoured. Thanks, Say, hello, mate. <laughs> Say hello to the 20 listeners. Hello, everyone, wherever you are. Um, I wanted to get Sam on. Um, I swear I've got a laptop there. Start again. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get Sam on for a specific topic that we're going to be talking about um, in a little bit. But I kind of firstly just actually wanted to introduce you and just who are you? Who the, oh, who the fuck are you? Oh, what are you fuck. doing on my podcast? So, um, I'm I'm a good friend of Alex's, I suppose. We met in the gym. Yeah, really. Oh, where, where else do we fucking where else, yeah. <laughs> um, And I'm well. What am I doing? I'm a sports science student, as probably all of you are, because <laughs> everyone is. Um, yeah, I go to Nottingham Trent. Um, you know, I've been been bodybuilding. I've been going to the gym for maybe like three years or so bodybuilding for maybe one or two of those so um, like properly meticulously yeah, properly, like in on it so yeah yeah so 100%. kind of just describe really quickly so when you say bodybuilding for one or two what what, what exactly does that mean in so the, yeah. the, the difference between going to the gym and bodybuilding essentially so to me it's probably like just tracking is really mm-hmm. i think that's what differentiates going to the gym to actually bodybuilding and doing it for a specific goal is actually meticulously tracking what you're doing. So like tracking your lifts, tracking your food, just wasting so much time. <laughs> and why, why are we, why are you here today? Why are you on the podcast? Um, well, Alex, you, <laughs> you put on your story, um, your Instagram story, was it over Christmas? It was literally Christmas Eve. Christmas wasn't it? Eve. Um, and you just said, like, what am I doing? Yeah, what the fuck is going like, on right now? Yeah. Because obviously everyone will know that Alex has been tracking and tracking your food, tracking your lifts and going all in for quite some time. Um, so Alex just put, like, like, what am I doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I, I just swiped up to his story, like, yeah. I, I yeah. 100% got what you mean. I'm having sort of the same crisis uh, recently. Yeah, so so me and Sam, quite recently, we've had a couple of conversations where we're kind of questioning a lot of the stuff that we're doing surrounding fitness, so both inside and outside of the gym. And it, it's happened a few times now to the point where I've been actually meaning to have a proper conversation with Sam in person because there's a couple of things that I wanted to speak about in relation to relationships you know how how serious we're taking everything whether the meticulousness of fitness is is actually worth it or not and what fitness means to us because i've definitely got to a point recently with my life um i went went through a breakup pretty recently and it kind of allowed me to reflect um on where my life's going and the the parts of me that i like and, and don't like and whether i think things are worth it so from a training standpoint, to me, I was spending, you know, nearly three fucking hours in the gym every time I went there. And it got to the point where my entire day was dictated around my training, my eating, and I was recording everything, the hours that I slept, the amount of steps that I did, the supplements that I was taking, everything was being logged. And I got to a point, a breaking point, you you might call it, where I just thought, you know what, I'm like... I'm not going to be competing. Um, this is not something that I want to do long term. I can see the effect that it's having on all the relationships in my life. And I just don't want this anymore. Um, it's not giving me any returns. And I think you kind of reached a pretty similar point with that, didn't you? Yeah, it's it's the same for me. You know, I um I'm living in Nottingham. Um I get the I have to get the bus everywhere. Uh so I was getting an hour bus to the gym spending again three hours in the gym and now bus back that's five hours five out of my day hours, yeah. five hours and like imagine you're working full-time imagine try exactly. imagine try to do that with a nine to five yeah so 
you know, I just came to a, a bit of a revelation, like, you know, and ju- during that five hours, you know, my, my uni work's falling behind, like that's five hours I could be spending with my girlfriend, you know, doing other stuff, like broadening my life experiences, broadening my mind. Like, is that happening in the gym? No. <laughs> so, and like, talk to me a little bit about the actual training that you do. Like, why why are you in the gym so long, essentially? Like, why can't you just complete these workouts in an hour? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess if you follow Alex, you'll know all about, like, biomechanics and and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, I've I'd sort of educated myself on that, and I do sort of very much follow that sort of Josh Bridgman style of training. Um, so what does that mean? I, so I'll have a few people listening to this. Yeah. Maybe they're not as interested in fitness and they kind of just see all workouts as the same. So talk to me a little bit. What differentiates a quote-unquote Josh Bridgman workout to HIIT training? For so that that would be sort of as when most people think of like a gym workout, they think three sets of 10, uh, four sets of 15 kind of thing. Mm. Um, but this, this style of training is like one top set, one back off set, just all out intensity Balls going to the wall completely to vessels about to burst eyes popping your out forehead, of your skull yeah milliseconds away from shitting yourself yes yeah yeah so like literally like throwing up after <laughs> like i was gonna mad that in it so like the fucking one of the metrics of success we have whether yeah. a set is good if you throw if you throw up after it yeah. Like, we actually associate that as being a good thing, don't who's, we? Who's that Instagram guy? R, RP, um, D, Mike? Yeah, Mike Isretel. Yeah, Mike yeah. Isretel. He he will literally, on every single one of his Instagram posts, the last slide is him throwing it's up his, in a bin. Him throwing up, yeah. And he sets up his camera to film himself throwing up in a bin. As if that's a fucking badge of honour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's quite literally your central nervous system and digestive system not working together so yeah. that you are throwing it like what yeah it doesn't take a genius to know that's that's not that healthy. might not that be might ideal. Not in, be in any other scenario in life you throwing up is a bad thing like yeah. it, it's quite literally your body rejecting something so why in the gym have we associated that as oh you know what he's just training really hard that's awesome exactly. like nah that's it's a bit fucking weird yeah so just like training balls to the wall uh I actually said that phrase. Balls to the wall. I don't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've completely forgotten what the question was, to be honest with you. I mean, with the balls to the wall thing, I'm not sure why we ever, I don't sure why you no. would ever have your balls up against the wall. I would be interested to know where that saying came from. Yeah, yeah, the origins would be good. But basically, what we're trying to say is, like, normally, when most people go to the gym, 45 to 90 minutes is pretty standard, right? You might use a couple of dumbbells, you might use a couple of barbells, you might use a couple of machines. All right, I'll do three rounds of 10 reps on this one. I might do four rounds of 20 reps on this one. And that's awesome, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You can grow muscle from that. You can get stronger from that. You can look good with that. Sweet. But we seem to be getting involved on Instagram with this like elitist mindset that every single time you go into the gym, you need to be there for as, uh, as long as you can physically stand, for one. You need to be as training as hard as you physically can to the point where sometimes you're, you're in fight or flight for so long that you are literally throwing up everything in your stomach. And you need to be doing all the exercises that the people you know with the most Instagram followers are doing as well. And I think there is this toxic side of social media where everyone seems to be looking down on the people who don't do that. So, and even I've been at this point, I'm sure you have as well, where we look at people who do four sets of 10 and we say, well, you know what? You're not training hard enough. Therefore, my training is superior to yours. And you do, you start to, because like you might be the same as me here. Everyone on my Instagram feed, right? I, I only follow people who, and this is bad in itself. This is something that I'm actively trying to change. But I follow people with the same philosophy and ideas as me. Yeah. So I don't follow people who don't train like me because I, as I said, I developed this elitist superiority complex where if people didn't train like that, they weren't worth following. And by doing so, you actually perpetuate this vicious cycle where 
you start your superiority complex gets worse and worse and worse because the only content that you're consuming are people who have the same opinions as you. Mm-hmm. So I started to believe that the training that I was doing was superior. Right? Research doesn't show that. You know, you can you can train with less intensity and grow just as much muscle. And there are there are some studies to show that, you know, by heightening your fight or flight drive, your sympathetic drive over and over and over and over and over again, is going to tax your central nervous system way more than leaving a few reps in and not training as hard. So that superiority complex wasn't justified. So like, I kind of wanted to ask you the same question. What does your social media feed actually look like because obviously you've got a fitness account as well don't you yeah similar in that sense so do you also follow people like that or is yours more diverse no (laughs) i yeah i i'm the same like you follow you follow it's it is a vicious cycle Mm -hmm. because you know you um you know maybe maybe two years ago i was introduced to this this Josh Bridgman guy who does does train in the way that we've been talking about. And then from there, you know, you might follow Trained by JP, who mm. is, if anything, just a Worse. whole other level. <laughs> um, just guys putting 10 plates on a lap pull down. Yeah. Uh, and a plate for anyone listening is 20 kilos. Yes. Uh, and just screaming like screaming in agony and it's like and you start doing that because i don't know what happens in your brain but you associate that it's as i said good behavior if your entire if all the content you consume and bear in mind most of us have multiple hours a day on instagram if you look at your screen time like if hours of your day is spent consuming content where people are screaming in the gym and are bursting blood vessels in the head trying to complete that last rep you are going to develop a sense of, you know, attachment to that. Mm. So you are going to believe that that's the right thing to do. Mm. You're a product of what you consume. Yeah. And I think one of, one of my reasons for sort of having this, this, I don't know, revelation. Yeah. um, Is I actually, I I caught myself. I, I, I used to, I used to train at a gym called Cinderhill gym in Nottingham, uh, which is, quite the meathead yeah spin, proper spit and yeah. sawdust um so n- no one in that gym was very sort of educated in biomechanics they just they just went in there and lifted some weights you know yeah. um and i i found myself in my head i found myself looking down on livid them. yeah you almost get angry and don't you y- yeah yeah and I'm, i would just look at people like what are you doing and like half the time it was like you are going to injure yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, stop yeah. doing that. Okay, but yeah. the other half of the time, it was, oh, that exercise might not be biomechanically optimal yeah, for, for yeah, you, yeah. For, for your for the length of your quad. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, and I'm having this argument internally. Um, just let let them do what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, I, 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 never, I never went up to anyone because they were all on steroids well, it's they're like, 10 times it's, bigger it's, than it's me. almost like the gym equivalent of a karen isn't mm. it you almost be you almost become this like overseeing as i said overseeing gym karen where you almost want to go up to people and tell them exactly how to lift and exactly yeah. how to train and one thing that you've also got to be mindful of right so this whole training philosophy this whole this whole complex that we've all got it's geared towards being a bodybuilder, right? Growing as much muscle as physically possible. What none of us seem to reflect on is that not everyone wants to do that, right? Some people go to the gym because like it's an endorphin release, right? Some people want to do four sets of 20 because they like doing 20 reps more than they like doing 10 reps and they couldn't give a flying fuck about whether that's optimal or not. They don't care. Some people like to do barbell bench press, even though it's not a great exercise to stimulate your chest right? But they enjoy it, right? Why would you go and do a chest press that you hated, right? If you're not a bodybuilder, just because that's more optimal to grow your chest. So we've all developed this idea that everyone needs to train the exact same way because that's most optimal for muscle growth, which it still isn't. Science, you know, there's a lot of dispute for so many different training styles, but that's the thing that gets me the most. And I've caught myself doing it. Like even with clients sometimes, 
early on in my coaching career, I caught myself trying to change my clients' programs to facilitate as much muscle growth as possible. And like, I, was, I, I did have to catch myself in, in the same reflective way and just be like, wait, hold on. Like, I've taken exercises out that people enjoy just for the sake of growing more muscle. And that in turn is probably going to make them want to go to the gym less. And in the long run, probably going to want to make uh, make them less. Like, I can't get my fucking words out. Make <laughs> them want to have me as their coach less. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So like, it it is, it is. And I've made, I've definitely made a more conscious effort where I'm, you know, fucking unfollowed about two and a half thousand people <laughs> this past week. Because <laughs> I was, I was, I was literally, I was going through like my follower list and I was like, I'm following people like Jeff Side. Like what what yeah. benefit does yeah. that have in my life? <laughs> what what does his content provide me? It's just pictures of this fucking jacked up, shredded American guy. Like why that doesn't benefit me? I was following. I, I mean, I follow Steve Cook because he's probably the most attractive man on the planet. Huge man crush. And I could be by for him. So I feel like that's potentially justified. But like people like David Laid, and even mm. to some extent. Uh, maybe not see, but I can always justify following him. But yeah, I was following people who I was like, you are not informative. You're not funny. You look sick, but that's it. And that provides me no benefit. So I've seriously made an effort to try and diversify the content that I consume just because I know how much time I spend on Instagram. So by doing that, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll make me more like aware of other training styles and it'll make me more open to them because i think it, it is that like fixed mindset of content that you can consume that makes that superiority complex as bad as it is yeah and i think even moving away from training like i've like well, i mean that's um, don't worry that's a whole other topic oh, okay. that we're getting well, into just it, yeah. just like where instagram's concerned like follow a Follow a history account. Follow in a it, in follow it. a politics account. In it. You know, like I, and as you're scrolling, you know, some actual useful information might seep in. Literally, oh well, not even. You know what? I've got notes on my phone. I wanted to make a whole new podcast about the content you consume, but I, let's let's go into it. Let's <laughs> go into it. Like I've always thought this. So if you are only following people who agree with you or like say even the people that you become friends with, if you only become friends with the people who agree with you or, you know, you share the same opinions of, like you are literally never going to improve in any aspect of your life. Who's fucking letting mm. the phone on silent? Kyle Henderson. Oh, I do love Kyle to be fair. Um, so like just, yeah. So whether it's on your fitness account or on your personal account, like seriously do make an effort to follow accounts that have opinions that aren't the same to you. Maybe not like Trump supporters or Tories no. or fucking, you know, flat earthers, nothing like that. But, you know, like you said, history accounts, geography accounts, a few environmentalists yeah. here or there, a few feminists here or there, like transgender people, like all these people that you don't normally spend time with, make an effort to at least consume their content so that you can diversify your opinions a bit. Yeah. 100%. Fuck. Yeah. Next question. Fair, fair point. <laughs> All right, yeah. The, um, the one that I wanted to speak about a little bit after that. So, obviously, we've delved into training quite a bit. So, you know, we, we've gone through the differences between the average gym session compared to the, quote-unquote, Josh Bridgman session. Um, talk to me a little bit about your experience with food and sleep and supplement and all those variables that we tend to track mm. outside of the gym as well. Yeah. So, that's all the same. Like, that's what... When I say bodybuilding, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't just mean training. I would mean tracking food, tracking yeah. sleep. It is um, the whole fucking shebang, isn't it? What was I doing before Christmas? I, every every meal was regimented. I ate the same thing every day. I same time, same time, same tra- time around training. Same amount of fucking same salt amount. and pepper. I'd I'd wake up in the morning, uh, and I would put half a kilo of dry rice in the rice cooker. Yeah. And I'd consume that throughout the day. I'd eat like two sirloin steaks a day. It gets yeah, expensive yeah, as well. Man, yeah. And like, that's just because... Um, Do you get discounts working at m and Yeah, but the m and discount doesn't quite bring it down. I was going to say, was gonna say M- M&S discount is still way more expensive <laughs> yeah. than fucking... Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, you know, you do that because steak is slightly more macronutrient dense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think 
I think this week was the first time I bought chicken legs instead of chicken breast. Yeah. Because I wasn't. They're way cheaper and way nicer. Oh, fucking nice. Yeah. Chicken. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Um, and, you know, before the reason why I'd spend five times more on chicken breast was they have a lower fat content. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. And you uh, went for a drink. This week, I didn't did you? go for, yeah, a, for drink. a fucking drink. I went, like... uh, I went out on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, and I drank with my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, the other night. Was it good? No, but we were oh, going to that. <laughs> I, uh, um, see, we, with Sam, right? Oh, w- one thing that you guys should probably know. So you're 20 years old, aren't you? I'm 20. Yeah, yeah, so I turned 24 in February. So there's quite a bit of an age gap here. But basically, with Sam, how would you say, what, what relationship have you got with alcohol? Or did you have with alcohol? Um, I... I haven't really drunk since I was maybe 17. I think really? the last the last big drinking session I had was on my 17th birthday. Right, okay. When I I, I think I drank 24 Budweiser's. I drank nice. the full the whole full thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like the last proper drink I actually had. Watch it, some people are probably listening to this being like, you fucking pussy. Yeah, so that's that's a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot for me. Um, but yeah, and ever since then, you know, because again, social media, it's like, and watching people on YouTube, you get the sense of, if you want to excel in, mm-hmm. in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you won't drink, yeah. you, you won't do anything like that. Yeah. And so ever since then, if I tried to have a drink, I'll instantly feel guilty about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll get anxious, and then the experience is just tarnished because, yeah, like you, you just feel bad for drinking. Yeah, and so you don't want to go on a night out because you don't want to be forced you, you, to drink. You start and... worrying in advance, don't you? So yeah, the anxiety that I used to have around drinking, I've, I've definitely managed to combat it now. But the anxiety I used to have around drinking was not just the night out itself, but I was terrified that I wouldn't have enough self-control not to get a takeaway or that the next morning I'd be hungover and I wouldn't be able to train properly and all these knock-on effects. And, yeah. you know, I knew the effect that alcohol had on mm. muscle protein synthesis and that I wouldn't be able to recover from the previous day's training. And then all of these thoughts they just fucking amalgamate into, I thought, is that the right word? Accumulate, amalgamate? Accum- You've been making up words all day. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking accumulate into this, like, just ball of anxiety. And it almost becomes, it's similar to social anxiety. I've had bouts of social anxiety before, and, you know, it, it does become this overbearing thought that you cannot remove from your head. So you'd be sat there in a club, I was sat there with my double vodka Diet Coke that has the least amount of calories of any alcoholic drink that I can think of because I've tracked it all in my fitness pal the night before. And I'll still be stood there trying to have a bop with my mates and all I can think about is tomorrow's training session. It's like, how fucked up is that? Like, I don't see my mates very often and the one time that I do, all I can think about in my head is the, the detriments of doing so. You know, thinking about it now, like my first year of uni, so I'm in my second year now, and I didn't have a drink. In your first, whole my first year? first year. year all all uni, the freshers. I didn't drink. I didn't go out. I didn't, I didn't meet people. That's how you meet people yeah, yeah, yeah. in your first year of uni. A lot, a, lot, a lot of people, honestly, the people that they live with in second, third, fourth year, even after uni's finished, a lot of them, they meet in freshers. Yeah. So I've... I've massively shot myself in the foot because, mm. you know, I've got I've got some close friends at uni. Oh, wait, yeah, just quickly but, outline what uni you're at, what you're doing. Oh, I'm at Nottingham Trent. I think I've said I'm Oh, wait, shit, you did say it's me. No, I mean, I've got short-term members. Um, but, yeah, I've got, like, I'll openly admit, I've got nowhere near as many friends as I should have. Mm. Uh, well, mm. I mean, as, as I would want to have mm. at this point. Um, and, yeah, that's, I, I blame that on me just my anxiety around drinking mm. and mm. you know for no reason <laughs> and do you still have that now uh i do a little bit like obviously i've sort of had this change of heart um but you know bodybuilding we've, we've spoken about this in the past it's an addiction yeah it's gonna take or is it so do you i don't know whether it's an addiction or whether it's, I mean, me and you might be completely different, mm. but for me, I don't know whether it's an addiction more so than it is a pressure. 
right? Because an addiction, I crave it when I don't have it. I've never thought with bodybuilding that I've craved it. I've never craved it. It's just a guilt of not having it that's made me pursue it for so long. I think that's more where it comes from for me. For for example, right? Um, me and my ex-girlfriend, like, we went on a couple of trips together. Um, we went to Wales. This was fucking awful. I still feel guilty about this to this day. It's really bad for me. Um, but we went to this trip in, in Wales. And we were only there for three or four days, I think. And on one of the days that we were there, I dragged her. Bear in mind, this is in her car that I wasn't paying petrol for. I dragged her to this gym that was about, it was about a 45 to 60 minute drive and then another half an hour walk. And obviously, because I trained for fucking ages, because apparently that's what you had to do, it's optimal. And we were there for another like two hours in the actual gym itself. And like, it was this dingy gym down some alleyway in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in Wales that we'd never been to before. <laughs> and I'm there because I need to do a back workout because I'm away for yeah. four days. How fucking ridiculous that's it. is that? It's- it's like uh, my girlfriend Maddie. Hi she Maddie. Went, Hi Maddie. Hi Maddie. If you're listening, yeah, she went. She won. <laughs> no, she won. She, 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 she better listen to this. What? So you go from forty to forty-one listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Just tell her yeah. you said lots of bad shit about her, and she'll listen. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, she says. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to go away? Do you want to? I don't know. Go to Croatia or something. Mm. First thing I'd have been doing is getting on Google Maps. Where, yeah, where, where are we yeah, staying? Yeah, how yeah, yeah. how close can I... Mate, you're there on fucking Airbnb the with the filters. Yeah. Does the does the Airbnb have yeah. a gym? If it has a gym, oh, Maddie, why did we go to this Yeah, one? and I wouldn't, I wouldn't you're be not telling actually, her... You're not actually telling her... This one looks great, this one looks great, yeah. and it'll be a shit-all compared yeah. to the one she wants yeah. to go to. Yeah. But yours is a barbell downstairs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it's automatically ten times better. Oh, it's fucked, isn't it? When you think, when you properly it sit is. back and reflect on it, how weird is that? Yeah, I'm trying to think what an equivalent of that could be in like another context. So that could be like, I don't know. Imagine only going to Airbnbs that had like a tennis court nearby, or that had like a fucking, I don't know, like what else could it be? Like a like a pizza place or a fried chicken place like imagine how ridiculous that would be in any other context yeah and i think the part i'm hoping that i'm not digressing on an important point that we were trying to make but anyway um i think the part that makes it most ridiculous that i also wanted to talk about was the fact that we're not looking to compete we're not looking to make a living out of this we're not making money out of it and we're not there is nothing literally nothing tying us down to this style of life to the meticulous tracking of things or the amount of time that we spend training there's not a single thing mm. so what like did you ever feel like there was did you ever feel like you know you had to do it for a specific reason i did yeah i um again back to instagram like i looked at the people i followed on instagram aj morris what's his name something osborne George Osborne. George Osborne, yeah. yeah. They're bodybuilders. They compete. They do online coaching. That that was the path that yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. okay, I have to take that path. Yeah. And it, it literally wasn't until last week that I actually sat down and thought to myself, do I want to stand on stage half naked yeah. with 10 other guys and yeah. have my physical you say, you say half na- You said half naked. Oh, You've literally got... Yeah. Speedo, it's worse than speedos. You are wearing a thong. Right? Yeah. You're being judged on yeah. how low a body fat percentage your glutes have. Yeah. Right? You've got men, fully grown men, staring up your ass crack, judging how many lines there are in your glutes. Yeah. I mean, I can't lie. When I post a, like a physique thing on Instagram and I get promiscuous gay men <laughs> commenting on it's my bulge, it's yeah. you know, it's it's nice to be objectified. <laughs> A little yeah, bit. I don't see the problem with a the little bit. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, no, but obviously, you know, it does get uncomfortable. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just doing that in public with a lot more people. Yeah. Seeing seeing your bits. And it's like you think about what the nature of that is, right? You can't change your body. You you no. can objectively you can. It's like a beauty pageant. So you are being judged on your physique like you are quite literally being judged on how good you look like imagine you step on stage 
your all right guys we've, we had a bit of a fucking Disaster issue we just, we just spoke we just had the sickest roll of podcast for about half an hour it stopped recording for whatever fucking reason um but we were speaking about being on stage at the time we we were probably speaking for another like 10 minutes after that but who cares so we were speaking about being on stage about the actual judges literally defining who you are based off your physique yeah right so your metric of success in life because you've dedicated your entire life to this to this point you know a competition prep is 16 20 24 28 weeks it's half a year to prep prepare for this competition where you can't have any mishaps for the judges to then basically tell you you know how good your physique looks mm. it would be impossible it would be absolutely impossible from that point not to put your entire value based on what you look like yeah which is awful like you think about the superficiality of that imagine Imagine putting all the value in yourself, which is something that I did. Imagine putting all the value on yourself based on what your physique looks like, right? And I think I think it also depends on your mindset going into a competition like that. Because I can guarantee 50% of the people are doing it for themselves. They're doing it to challenge themselves. They need the, the regimentation, the, the discipline in their life, and they want to prove something to themselves. But 50% are doing it for social media. Mm. They're doing it mm. for, you know, to get followers, to, yeah, to yeah. boost their business. And I, I don't, personally, I don't think that's the right reason. No, it's, I think, it's completely superficial. I mean, you're combining two massive evils there, really. Yeah. So you're developing this set of values that only associate to physical appearance. But then you're combining that with a set of values that, are entirely indicative of what other people think about you. Put those two together and you can become the most shallow human on the planet, right? Yeah. If you only care about what you look like and you only care about what other people think about you, what are your judgments on other people going to be? You're going to start to judge other people by what they look like and how they live their life. And if I'm being absolutely honest, I started doing this with my ex-girlfriend. I'm not, I'll say an name, Ema. So... Like I started, I, I basically had this set of values whereby I thought that if I didn't look 10 out of 10, or if I wasn't training 10 out of 10, or if any part of my life wasn't optimal in relation to growing muscle, that like I was a failure, right? And that I wasn't as valued. And I genuinely, I genuinely believed that I didn't have a personality outside the gym. And I genuinely believed that if I wasn't the gym guy, and if I wasn't optimal inside the gym, that people wouldn't want to work with me, people wouldn't want to become my clients, people wouldn't think that I was a good person and that no one would find me attractive. How fucking messed up is that? And then I started, those insecurities about myself started to seep into the way that I was treating others, which ties into the superiority complex whereby I looked down on people that, you know, also didn't go to the gym and weren't active and weren't, you know, eating the right things. And I started to develop all these like fucking like weird personality disorders and and weird values that i've had to work really hard and had to reflect really hard on to try and yeah change so yeah. i mean do you relate to that like uh yeah definitely and it's a it's a it's a vicious cycle to break it's fucking hard because if all you talk about is the gym and if that if that is your personality for well for me past two three years then if you go, I remember I, I went to my mate Bryce's party. <laughs> and Bryce. and the, the loads of friends there that I hadn't seen since school. Mm. All they would talk to me about was the gym. Yeah, it's for, I know exactly would, what you mean. I, I made it a point before I went to this party. I said to myself, don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But all, all anyone talked to me Oh yeah, you're looking big, mate. You're yeah, looking big. Oh, I've hard. been going to the gym recently. What do you yeah. think of this? What do you and think of this? And they start talking to you about your trade, like their training routines, yeah. and they're like, like, oh, the biggest thing. I fucking hate this. the The biggest thing I get is people feel uncomfortable eating unhealthily around you. If that makes sense. So yeah. like, I'd go to like family events, and people would feel uncomfortable if they were eating like things like pizza and burgers, yeah. and then they'd have to justify to me why they were doing that. 
Yeah. Or like I go on a night out with a mate and they'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't do this often, don't worry. As if I'm going to be sat there yeah. like you're a shit person. Yeah. Like, that's I think, mad. Yeah. I think there was definitely a time where I made my made Maddie, my girlfriend, feel uncomfortable to yeah. eat what she wanted. And I yeah. can admit to that. And I, I don't yeah, think I do I, that anymore. Mate, I did that as well. It was fucked. Mm. It was absolutely fucked. Yeah, that, oh my God, the, there's a house party I went to back in, it was Halloween two years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know, yeah, two years ago, I think, and uh, I remember being downstairs, and like, I saw this platter of like, loads of pizza and stuff, and I was about to go in and munch it, and um, one of my mates who I saw, saw from primary school, Lewis, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm about to start a diet, me, I can't be touching things like this, I was like, you didn't need to tell me that, like, I don't do whatever you want. I'm not going to be sat here like analyzing yeah. your behavior for the night. Yeah, and, it, right. and they do. People see you as the gym person and therefore think that you're going to judge them for it. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be that. I don't want to make people feel like that because that's, that's messed up. People can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deep shit. I'm, gonna start I'm just thinking about all the things that we said before that the mic didn't record. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Well, we spoke about genetics. Yeah. Didn't we? So let's let's delve into that a little bit. Like, one thing about bodybuilding and, and stepping on stage and the style of training and the meticulousness of everything. Um, oh, we spoke a little bit about the amateur Sunday League football. Oh, yeah, go, yeah, we'll, go, we'll, go delve, we'll delve into that it. Was we'll delve into that was all you. That was all you. So what we're, what we're basically talking about is that genetics play such a huge role in physique development and what you look like, right? I'm sure everyone went to school with a kid that looked amazing, right, without even having to try hard. Right? Probably had big shoulders, big arms for literally no reason, small waist, whatever, and it just looked athletic by default. And there'll have also been kids who probably tried quite hard, right, in all sports teams, probably went to the gym a little bit and didn't look anywhere near as good, right, despite putting twice the amount of effort in. Mm. And that really is just the reality of fitness. Some people have different bone structures. Some people are more responsive to resistance training and have a better capacity to break down and resynthesize muscle tissue. Like your, your parents quite literally dictate the amount of muscle you can hold on your frame right? And what your frame looks like. So, you know, you could take, well, I think you were saying, were you, person A and person B? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. One person can, well, you can put both people on the same training plan, same diet plan. They can, both people can eat chicken, rice and broccoli for every meal, uh, do the same training. And one person can turn out to be Arnold Schwarzenegger the other person can be fucking Mr. Bean, like, yeah, you know. Literally, literally. And like, that's disheartening, man. That's really disheartening yeah. to see. And it's not fair. Yeah, it's, it's not, not fair. fair. It's like the, the further and further you get into fitness and the more and more you go to the gym, the, the more you start to realize, like you watch people in the gym do all these exercises wrong, but look phenomenal. So not only is it a really shallow sport in the sense that it develops shallow values and you associate, you know, the, the wrong things, but... Like, it's so predetermined, right? And I, I'm ne I'll never say to someone that it's a waste of time because it's not. If that's what you want to pursue, then that's fucking cool. That's awesome. But, like, sometimes it does feel like an uphill battle. And, you know, you can put all this time and effort in to look half as good as someone who's putting half the effort in, which is, is mental to me. And then the next point that we spoke about a little bit is the level of dedication that people have to it despite the fact that it brings them no income or certificate or competition win or anything like that. Like the amount of effort that it takes to go through a preparation for a bodybuilding competition where you step on stage can be 16, 20, 24, 28 weeks, maybe even more. So that's mm. half a year yeah. where you can't quote unquote miss a beat, right? I didn't fuck up once on my competition. Right? Well, good for you. That was six months where, you know, you had to switch off everything else in your life. And, you know, that person might not win that competition. And chances are everyone else is trying just as hard. Yeah, yeah. And even if you do win the competition, you don't get paid for it. No. It's amateur, right? And, you know, what other amateur sport on the planet requires that level of commitment and dedication? Think about Sunday League footballers, right? What Sunday League footballer tracks his calories and macros, sodium intake, hydration, sleep, and steps? Yeah. No, they don't. They go for a couple of pints after a game, probably mm -hmm. get smashed, maybe do a bit of gear. Like, 
it just it doesn't exist in in other sports so part of me just all of these variables accumulated part of me just thinks well what is the trade-off yeah. like what what do you it, gain from it that? is it's a hobby yeah it's a hobby for 90 percent of the people doing it it is a hobby like i've like well we just started like bouldering I don't know if you're yeah, yeah, yeah. as into it as I am. Yeah, I've only done one session with you, okay, but okay. I, forget, so, I like it. Uh, yeah, it's basically like climbing, but not as high and without any ropes. But like, you know, I'm not going to go and tailor my trading, my sleep, my nutrition yeah. to bouldering. I'm yeah. just going to go and have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, my equivalent to that would be drumming, right? Yeah. I like I like drumming. So I like performing covers of songs. Tailor your nutrition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna track my my fucking protein intake in order to be able to drum properly. But like, I'm not gonna go home and read music meticulously yeah. and like listen to Dave Grohl for hours on end. Fucking, I think he's the drummer for Nirvana. Like, it's just no no other hobby requires that level of compromise and sacrifice and changes your personality that much for for the worse for a lot of people. Again, we have to provide a disclaimer. For a lot of people, that bodybuilding style of lifestyle provides structure and routine that they wouldn't mm. normally have. Like, it really isn't all doom and gloom. I do get that. And for a lot of people, it introduces them to healthier nutrition habits. It introduces them to exercise, which they might have not had before. But for a lot of people, I'm sure we could name so many off the bat, it provides borderline personality disorders. And it disconnects them from real life. Mm. And their their social media definitely perpetuates that. So I suppose moving on from that, we've been talking for about 40 minutes. We're smashing it. I was worried that we'd get like 10 minutes in and then not have all to talk about. <laughs> um, so I want to delve into things outside of the gym and how it's affected that. So I want you to talk a little bit, well, as comfortable as you are, feel you are talking about yeah. it the impact that all this has had on friends, family, Maddie, social life, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, I, I, I've touched on like, I've touched on friends, like, like I say, I didn't drink in first year and and now I, I, I don't have as many friends as I'd want to have. Mm. Um, are you, are you working on recuperating? I'm, yeah, I am working on that. So what, what I was saying about sort of the gym, taking up less of my day, mm. you know, that frees up time to go climbing, for example, where you meet so many interesting people, like yeah. everyone in a climbing center is like so nice. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can meet so many really nice people and just broadening my horizons, doing more stuff like that, meeting more people yeah. is something that I'm really trying hard to do. Um, family, it's like any, any family occasion, you know, um, I was, getting to a point where I'd be, I'd be saying to my mum, oh, what, what times are we eating? Mm. Like, oh, like yeah. over okay, Christmas, yeah. like when, what, what food are you doing? So yeah. like I can bring meal prep and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, get a life. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I think, I think I found, I found this quite funny. I don't know if he's going to hate me for using this example, but Ben, when he first met Yasmin's mum and dad, they went to a restaurant and he took Tupperware with food in. Yeah. I, just, I, can't, <laughs> I can't fathom it. I just can't fathom yeah. it. And obviously to, they work together well as a couple, so that's absolutely fair enough. But like, I just, I can't imagine doing it. I can't, like. But is that also, like, it's walking that fine line between, you know, respect to Ben, because like that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Ta yeah. But it takes bollocks. I'm saying that because he might punch me. Yeah. But, yeah. but like also yeah get a life then yeah <laughs> sorry shit. um so yeah like so with friends and and family so you are working on making that better how how what steps are you taking to sort of well because I'm, I'm thinking if people are listening to this podcast that can relate right mm. they're probably thinking to themselves okay well if i am in this far deep right how do i get out of it yeah, well, it, it's that vicious cycle again, because um, basically we have a little Christmas tradition where yeah. on Christmas Eve, my mum will get us all some, some nice pyjamas. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and that little unicorns on. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. But mine always have a picture of a fucking <laughs> right. bodybuilder yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. This year, it was a silhouette of Arnold Schwarzenegger on this on this T-shirt. How did that make you feel? I felt like 
I'm, I'm trying to get out of this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, the problem is that's them being supportive. That's, yeah. the, that's them showing some solidarity and yeah. saying, look, we support whatever you want to do. But then mm. you're there on the other side being like, okay, I actually don't want to be this guy. Like, yeah, I don't want to be the gym guy. Who, yeah. But I did quite well this Christmas. I didn't, I don't think I got anything other than that that was gym related, okay. which is in stark contrast to last Christmas. Yeah. So I've, I've done quite well. What did you get last Christmas? I got every 1MR accessory right, you can okay, think yeah, of yeah. i got like cuffs you know yeah, yeah, resistance yeah. bands well, one mr is basically just gym equipment that you can yeah. buy yourself um but yeah in terms of in terms of relationship i just i feel so sorry for yeah so here so here is a hot that, topic Let's... that's that's what it affects most yeah like because the person you're in a relationship with is the closest person to yeah you. you spend the most time with them yeah absolutely um and yeah, like Maddie, she like, when we first got together, I wasn't, I wasn't this person. I was going to say, I've seen pictures of you I, when you I first got together. I was, Bit of a twig. I was skinny. Yeah. I, 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 Actually, played... I shouldn't say, I shouldn't demonize it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, I played the guitar. I sung. Yeah. I like, I was Mr. Romantic. I, yeah, I was yeah. this and that. Cause. Did you serenade her a couple of times? I did. Yeah. Aww. Because, because I had to. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you, don't, you don't say that. She's listening. What do you mean? You didn't have to. You did it off no, your own I, back because you're a I, lovely human being. I did. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's almost like she didn't sign up for this. Yeah. She didn't. Yeah, that's true. You know, it wasn't in the contract, was it? Exactly. Um, and yeah, so she she tried to sort of be as into the gym as I was for a while, but it's not her thing. Mm. You know, she she likes going to the gym, but she's she's not as into it as me. Mm. And you know. I, I probably did make her feel bad about that. Mm. And, um, you know, her favorite food is pizza. And mm. I, I probably did make her feel bad for eating pizza Wanting and pizza eating and what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, if we were going out for a meal, like I, it'd always have to be something that I could track, something right. that I could. Can you just give me a second? I need to quickly ring Gian um, and ask her to um <laughs> push put on the session i got i'm meant to have a session those of you who know jan i'm meant to be meeting jan in about half an hour so i'm just going to pause the recording okay right sorry we're back i uh, had a session with jan those of you who know jan she is a 60 something i hope i've got that right year old uh client that i see mate she's 45 She's fucking <laughs> no, she's not 45 she's fucking shit out so i'll tell you that much she rain or shine no matter what time of night, she will come and do a one-to-one session in my driveway. It's impeccable. She's 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 ace, is Jan. But yeah, so we were speaking about, obviously, how Maddie didn't sign up for the lifestyle that you led. No. And yeah, so I think now I just feel, I feel guilty about all the times that she's wanted to do something and it's had to be a no. Mm. All the times that she's wanted to go out and it's been a no. Mm. She wanted to go on holiday. It's been a no because there were no gyms near the near where she wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Could just do a couple of push-ups. No, you can't. You with have to 10 be ten-second eccentric no. superset rest pause. You have to be near a gym with a Cybex Eagle chest press. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, what is the yeah, point yeah. in going? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's it's taken a massive toll and it's caused a, a lot of pointless arguments yeah pointless yeah Um, because you know the fact is if you are if you are all in on this um on this like bodybuilding take ben for example ben and yaz they're they're perfect yeah they they both want the same thing basically my my housemates and our friends ben and yaz they are both bodybuilders they both live that lifestyle so they can cook for each other. They go to the gym together. They train together. They spot each other. And they are both happy spending that long doing that sort of thing. They both have, you know, 10 to 15K steps to do every single day. So they do that together. So, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone in that same mindset, piece of piss. Mm. Fine. Smooth. No I'm, not, I'm not saying you can't make it work. I'm not yeah. saying that if I, if I didn't, if I wanted to go all in on bodybuilding, Maddie would support me. Yeah. She might not be happy about it. Yeah. But she would support me. Yeah. Um, but I don't. 
Yeah. So I, I don't want to compete. I don't want to. So there's no point wasting our time together mm. and saying no to things unnecessarily. And putting her through that fucking torment. Yeah. Because you're right. Like one of the biggest issues that me and Ema had was there never seemed to be any element of compromise from my side of things. No. Whereas she felt like she had to compromise a lot. And, you know, where she wanted to support me in going to the gym. I made her go to the gym. So um, a memory came up on my Instagram. We went to the gym on New Year's Eve on the 31st at like 9 p.m. You know how many other things we could have been fucking doing at 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve other than going to the gym. And like, I look back on that now and I just think, you fucking cunt. Yeah. Like you actual waste of space. Yeah. And like, as I said, with the, with the Wales example, it was the exact same thing. Like there were so many times where I felt like she was attacking my personality for making me, for wanting me to not like compromise basically, um, for wanting me to compromise basically, because I had developed this set of values whereby I only meant something and my personality was only valid if I went to the gym. I felt like whenever she asked me to not go, and in fact, you know what, she never even asked me to not go, but I felt that every single time I should have made that compromise, it was an attack on who I was. Yeah. She's mental. Yeah. You I, think about I, remember, that. I remember one time she'd, Maddie had like planned a full full day for us. Yeah. So, but I needed to go to the gym that day. <sighs> yeah, I get you. Um, I think, so, yeah, I think I did that on my birthday, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, and we, the the last event of this day was going to watch a film. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember what we were going to watch, but it finished late. It finished at like 1 a.m. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we can go and watch this film if we can go to the Scunthorpe Cinema, which is near Rezo, which is a 24-hour gym, and yeah. we can go to the gym at 2 a.m. Fuck. Fuck me. And it was like, am I okay? Yeah. I'm hoping. Right, wait, if... if... If for whatever reason email listens to me, email listens to this, you have not had it bad. <laughs> I am really hoping people can relate to this. Yeah, I am not maybe just you're just like, a prick. Oh my days. No, well, the thing is, so I've looked at my analytics before. So some of the people listening to this will not be able to relate in the slightest. And it yeah. might be eye-opening in the sense that they realize just how fucking weird this industry yeah. is and how badly fitness can affect people's lives but yeah there will be a demographic as well who are probably sat there thinking either i could end up like this if i keep going or i am already <laughs> like this and need to rein it in so no matter who this goes yeah. out to i feel like it, it'll be helpful it's like when you had those assemblies at school with the guy who nearly od'd on heroin yeah it's and like, he's <laughs> to talk to you <laughs> don't do it guys. well you know what i was planning on going home tonight next to my train <laughs> fucking set and jabbing yeah mm. so no it's bad and to be honest i've got countless stories you know going going over the same thing and as i said it's the values that you have on other people that make it so much worse because if that's how you value yourself yeah it, it's shit it really is and that's a problem but when you start letting it affect other people around you that's when you need to sort your shit out because you know people have social anxiety people have you know to, to an extent eating disorders people have you know disorders that affect their mental health internally mm. but a lot of the time it doesn't affect the people around them whereas when your values change to the point where everything has to be related to fitness and your status within fitness dictates your values that's when you start to to affect other people. And that's when you start to make other people feel shit for not living your life. Yeah. And at that point, you know, which is why it's been a huge reflection period for me in the last few months, at that point, you need to sort your shit out, basically. And I suppose the pro probably one of the last things that we should touch on, because we've been speaking for quite a while, is a game plan to get out of it. And a game plan yeah. to combat that anxiety and that obsessiveness mm -hmm with it all so what, what's what's your strap well i know it's going to be hard yeah for a start because i think we disagree on it slightly where like it is an addiction for me okay like yeah. i but it's not it's not I, a disagreement like it can be whatever for you yeah, yeah. For um you. but i I, do, I crave i crave that gym session yeah if i don't have that gym session i 
get withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. I get Aggie. I get. I think. I think the reason why there's a difference between the two. So for me, I associate the gym with injury, and my, yeah. my I've like I tore my meniscus mm-hmm. doing a deadlift. I've herniated discs doing squats and deadlifts. So I associate it with like health anxiety. Whereas for you, yeah, for you, it is a lot different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep training in the way that I have been yeah. because I enjoy that intensity. I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just for me going to be about not, putting the pressure on myself because I said you know two three hour gym sessions sometimes maybe quarter of that was having a panic attack in the toilet because yeah. I I have to get I have to do this five plate deadlift for yeah, yeah. more than four I reps have to get eight reps because I got seven last time yeah. and you look at the barbell and you think that is fucking and heavy your heart is beating yeah, so yeah. quickly and it's not healthy yeah and then you you I, I'd have to go to the toilet because I like didn't want to cry in the gym, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like things, things like that. And, and it's, it's difficult to not put that pressure on yourself when you have been for so long. Mm. Um, but it's just going in the gym with a completely different mindset. It's mm. sort of like entering a, a different brain. Mm. And I was surprised. What's the, what's the mindset? What's the new one? The, the mindset is just go easy on yourself. Enjoy it. Like just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I've personally found that my sessions have been a lot more enjoyable, and my performance has been better. Yeah, because I'm not having palpitations yeah, before yeah, yeah. I go into it. And outside of the gym, so obviously within a training setting, that's what you've changed. Outside of a gym, the relationships that you've got, the anxiety that you've got, has anything else changed? Are you planning on changing anything? Um, yeah, I want to start doing more things, doing more hobbies. So I've started bouldering. I want to, I want to start doing other Branching things, out, yeah. meeting, meeting more people, um, start saying yes to things. Yeah. Just start saying yes, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, countless times, my friend Marcus, um, would say, wow. Sam, Sam, are you coming out? No. Yeah. yeah Sam, yeah. are you coming out? No. Sam, are you coming out? No. So now that's going to become a yes. Right. I'm going to go out and nice. I'm going to meet people. Marcus, get involved. Yes. Um, mm. And yeah, just just becoming more open and eat what you want as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just don't, not so much restriction. Yeah. You know, and... Well, you've got, I mean, because you've been tracking food for so long, you have a baseline nutritional set of principles and knowledge yeah. that, you know, you, you know, looking at a meal, roughly what's in it. Right? You know how much fruit and veg you need to eat. You know how much protein you need to eat. Mm. The details, aside from that, don't really matter too much. Mm. I think if you've been tracking food for six months or more, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? You can eyeball it. And the thing is, over the past week, I've trained twice. I've not ate great. Yeah. I ate two pizzas last night. Nice. Um, were they good? They were brilliant. They were yes. fantastic. I love them. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, but that sounds like a fucking... I, yes, <laughs> I love them. Sounds like a CPU. <laughs> um, but, and I looked in the mirror this morning and I wasn't happy. Yeah. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. Like I wasn't as happy as obviously when I was tracking, when I was training yeah, all yeah. the time. No, maybe not the word happy, but you weren't as satisfied with... Yeah. Yeah, I get you. yeah. but that then has an impact on my happiness as well as i was saying it's like an addiction and it's going to take quite a while for me not to associate how i look with my Mm -hmm. Mm well-being um but i know i know deep down that give me a week give me a week of training again just getting back to my semi-restricted routine i suppose yeah i'll be back yeah you'll be fine i'll and it's I know that and now I can I can see that before I wouldn't be able to see that. Okay. Okay. So if that made any sense. <laughs> no, no. Uh, absolutely. And I think I'm going to answer the question as well and I'm going to sort of tell everyone what my strategy was before we wrap up. So I think from my perspective, I mean, a lot unfortunately for me, a lot of the things that I'm saying now it's it's kind of too little too late in terms of what's happened over these past few months. Um, but I want to reestablish 
friendships that I had before. So I've started reaching out more to people that I used to be good friends with and potentially don't spend as much time with anymore. You know, I've asked, do you want to go out? Do you want to go out for a pint? Do you want to go on holiday? Do you want to, do, you want to do shit? Um, another thing that I, I suppose the same as you, if anyone invites me to anything, say yes. All right. I just put myself out there, even if it doesn't sound like the the most fun situation in the world, just say yes. Just fucking diversify your experience. Mm-hmm. Do something different with your day. Um, like you said, with the hobby side of things, um, I've started getting back into drumming. That's something that I want to do. Um, I play as much five-a-side football as I can. But then even just from a training standpoint, I've completely changed the way that I train. Um, partly due to injury, I'll be honest. So like, I'm not in your position where I can sort of keep training like that if I want to. My back and my knees are in awful condition, so I really need to start training differently. So I want to get good at tricep dips. I want to get good at pull-ups. I want to get good at push-ups. And I want to be able to do the battle ropes without feeling like I'm going to pass out. I want to go on the rowing machine and the bike. And I want to be able to run for 10K you know, in 45 minutes. I, I want to be functional. So my whole sort of training outlook has changed. My guilt has changed massively as a result so i'm not going into each session fucking terrified of every single lift um but i'm also not feeling guilty if i don't like today for example right i'm i'm busy for the rest of the day and i haven't trained yet so i'm not going to train like i'm not going to fucking try and fit i'm not going to try and move everything about to try and fit a session in Mm. like my work is more important right now my relationships are like friendships are like more important right now so i want to prioritize them and I basically just want to completely renew my set of priorities yeah I, I think that's the biggest thing it's working out what yeah. your priorities should be yeah right so for example you like Maddie in a relationship she wants to feel like the priority and she needs to feel like the priority in order for that relationship to continue yeah. so I'm, I'm no fucking relationship guru obviously <laughs> um but you know like those people in your life they don't want to feel second to the gym like who does no, it's an like inanimate what, set of what iron. a thing to come second to yeah in it imagine coming second what? to a dumbbell yeah like it's a fucking <laughs> inanimate ugly like some dumbbells are minging to look at yeah. like they're just not attractive objects are yeah. they so yeah Maddie, you are like a brand new watson dumbbell watson dumbbells are horrible yeah but they're all metal they look shiny but they feel they, horrible they look nice so basically maddie's <laughs> attractive but she's got really hairy skin is that what you're trying to say <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think, I don't know how much content we've recorded, but it's a hell of a lot. So there, there were some questions that people asked, but honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to delve on it too much. But, I mean, have you got any closing thoughts? You're putting me on the spot there. Yeah, of um, I, do you know what I can't wait to do? This what, is, what this is you nostalgia not for me. This is nostalgia. It's seeing a workout on Instagram Yeah. and thinking, that looks fun. Yeah, let's go and do it. Yeah. Like Ryan Terry might put yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah. And try this super. Yeah. All right. Right now, I'd be like, "What are you doing, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is not biomechanically accurate." Yeah. But now I might be like, "Yeah." Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. That does look fun. Let's go, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. No, I like that. I like that. And what about outside the gym? Outside the gym. What are you excited to do? I'm excited to save money on supplements. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Too right. Too right. All right. Yeah. So all right. Finally, what's your New Year's resolution? New Year's resolutions. Um, uh, give. I'm only spending ninety minutes in the gym. Okay. Yeah, I like 90 it. Ninety minutes like in the it. gym. Um, travel. I want to go abroad at least three times this year. Nice. Um, start two new hobbies and okay. stick with them. Okay. Um, and that's it. Other than like educational uni stuff, yeah. I guess. You know, I don't. I don't like resolutions that. I know I'm not going to stick to. I was going to say, I hate them all, like, <laughs> yeah. drink more water. What, what do you mean? Fucking, yeah. like, what, or sleep yeah. better. I've actually got a New Year's resolution to drink more alcohol. To drink more alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that being your, imagine, like, how weird that is yeah. to say. Yeah. Like, I want to go out more. I want to spend more money on yeah. drinks in clubs. Like, imagine that <laughs> being your goal. And it is. Yeah, and it's it is. it's messed up. But it's cool. It's cool. It is cool. I think it's a taboo topic. It is a taboo, a, a taboo topic. Like I've listened to so many podcasts about what is optimal. 
yeah. and listen to people speak about topics within the fitness industry on how to Im- improve that avenue. But no one seems to fucking speak about how fucking awful it is on people who don't want to live that lifestyle and the effect it's had on their their set of values and priorities as well. So this has been a fucking sick conversation. Um, I didn't think it would last this long, admittedly. No, I've got a train I, to catch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sam's got a train to catch in 20 minutes and we live about 10 minutes away from the train station. So, yeah, cheers for listening, everyone. Um, if you do like it, genuinely, please give it a rating on Spotify. That would help me out massively. And, uh, yeah, if you could share it on your Instagram stories, that would be fucking that'd be even better. So, uh, yeah, cheers well, for coming on, mate. Thanks, guys. No worries. See you in a bit.